Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. So I'm still here to help. <laughs> Seth still doesn't have internet. It's been another week. Poor Seth. <laughs> You will be a dribbling fool if uh, you don't get your internet soon. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, yeah, th- there will be deaths. Death <laughs> is increasingly uh, uh, de-evolving. He's starting to look more and more caveman every episode. For those of you listening. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I'm happy to be here again with you, too. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> we wanted to talk about uh, some of the stuff that's upcoming uh that uh, people might want to look forward to and uh, let's start off with uh spider-man yes uh, no way home seth you want to can i just say i'm i'm living for the memes yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well so when we last left spider-man in far from home his identity identity had been revealed to the world and uh, in the start of this trailer, we're finding out that's not going well for him because he's being, we can see him being interrogated by the police regarding the death of Mysterio and things just aren't going well. So he goes to Dr. Strange and asks him and tells asks him if he can make all of that so it had never happened. And uh, Wong says, Dr. Don't cast that spell. It's too yep. dangerous. And Doctor Strange is like, okay, I won't, uh, I won't cast that spell. And then as soon as Wong leaves, he's like, wink. Yeah. <laughs> which, and, which some people have brought up, was that then even Doctor Strange? Uh, we see him doing the magic, and I mean, I mean, yeah, we do see Doctor Strange. The his sanctum sanctorum is uh, filled with snow, and he has a festive sweater on. <laughs> sweatpants. That's what it makes me think it may not be Doctor Strange. He's wearing sweatpants. He he's taking a vacation. I mean, he's so what he's happened rather rather but, long year. So Strange casts the spell, and Peter, being Peter, uh, kind of screws up the spell, and it looks like they they get shot off into some freaky Doctor Strange stuff. But uh, we also hear that uh, Strange saying that the multiverse, no one really knows much about it. And we see some Spider-Man stuff, but towards, like, we're given to understand that they're going through multiverses or whatever, or maybe worlds are crashing together because Mm -hmm. we see, uh, we hear, or we see one of the pumpkin bombs from the first Spider-Man movie, and we hear... We hear Willem, Willem Dafoe, who is credited to the movie. It's yeah. confirmed. He is, it is in his IMDb. Yeah. And then <laughs> right at the end, we see the, the uh, Doc the arm. tentacle yeah. arm smash. And then we see Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2 
come out and be hello, Peter. Just that spot on uh, Dr. Octavius from Spider-Man 2, which was amazing. Yep. Mm. So, I mean, I'm I'm very excited for this now. Very, very yeah, excited. Yeah, the yeah, trailer I'm looks really awesome. To see how they do the multiverse. It, it opens up so many doors um, <laughs> to be really creative with it, I think, going forward in the Marvel Universe in general. So, Do they leave the pig Spider-Man out of this, though? Dude, you be quiet. <laughs> I like Spider-Ham, played by John Mulaney. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Do you get no, I just that... want to know, is this where Deadpool makes an, an, uh, an appearance? Are, hey, we could all be surprised. Who knows? Mm, who knows? But, but we I do mean... know because Deadpool 3 will be in the MCU. That's been confirmed by Kevin mm-hmm. See, I just want a movie. I, like, what I want Deadpool 3 to be is Deadpool adopting Peter against his will. Like, <laughs> I'll be the new Iron Man in your life, Peter, and Peter Parker just being like, no. <laughs> and Deadpool just being like, love me. <laughs> I need an adult. I am an adult, Peter. <laughs> I don't think Deadpool of, would ever admit to being an adult. Do they give us any kind of indication of how much time has passed um, since the last events in the, the MCU? Like, uh, uh, let me look here. Because everyone kind of knows his identity in this and like what time frame does this take place in? I don't. I, I'm thinking that it happens fairly shortly after, uh, fairly shortly after Far From Home. Yeah. And it's really kind of weird because uh, the only movie that's come out since Far From Home was uh, Black Widow, right? Which was before the snap. So. Yeah, which was before yeah. the snap. So, like, this is the next. Cannot they, they, the two movies happen. But, right after each other but oh, we'll get the Shang-Chi series first. could be happening up we could still like when all this is happening the falcon and the winter soldier could be going on loki could be going on and wanda could be going on yeah <laughs> i need an app for this to like keep track of all so you think so i know where i'm at disney right? would be happy to charge you ten dollars a month for that app. <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I'm sure it would come with some great exclusive comics. Yeah, yeah, probably for sure. Um, there were some pretty. Uh, the effects look pretty awesome for the movie, uh, from what I what I've gone through. So I'm I'm looking forward to it just to see how they do it. Uh, but it does look like they're going to have to pack in quite a bit um, for the movie. So so which hey, characters I'm... which characters going to be making the moves on Aunt May? <laughs> probably I know that's, that's, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i'm looking for it's like all these memes about how the peters are going to react uh and doc ock when they see that aunt may is hot in, in uh, tom holland's universe <laughs> oh no she's hot <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yes i mean uh doc ock will definitely uh will definitely make some moves on aunt may i i'll predict that someone's got to just happens mm-hmm. in the new spider-man movies which is funny because they were in a relationship together in a previous movie like um I don't think... and that actor oh in a, in a previous spider-man movie no or no a... in another movie okay because like, I, I was actually gonna say uh dr octavius at one point almost or did marry yeah Aunt and it May? didn't end well. well of course not was... never ends well no, no. 
<laughs> but I'm kind of thinking that everything we see in the trailer uh, before he goes into the multiverse is going to be like the first 20 minutes of the film. At least I hope so. But like yeah. what's interesting and it's like kind of, it has to be frustrating for the other Marvel movies coming out. Like what if no one cares about any of them now? It's all, it's this trailer. This trailer has stolen the thunder from everything else that's been Marvel right now. I mean, I'd be watching more what if if I had internet. <laughs> it's so overrated. I don't even like you anymore. <laughs> Been here for too many episodes. We're just gonna chain you to the floor. Have you even watched What If yet? No. Then how could you say that? <laughs> say what? That it's Seven. underrated. No, I said the internet is overrated. Oh, it definitely is horrible and nasty, and I don't want it, for but sure. I also want it back. <laughs> yes, but I also have to have it. Seth, right. you mentioned uh, another MCU movie that we're expecting. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Which I'm so excited for the fight sequences. I That's I, coming out September 2nd, so it should already be out by the time this episode airs. Awesome. Yes. Now, what's that about? I don't know. Like, okay. this is, I am unfamiliar with the character of Shang-Chi. As uh, am I. I am a little familiar with uh, the Ten Rings, which right. is Shang Chi and the Ten Legend of the Ten Rings, I want to say, and and the, it's a drawback. It's a basically a really subtle reference to the first Iron Man movie because the terrorist organization that had kidnapped Stark to build weapons was the Ten Rings, oh. and so it's basically a prodigal son, but reversed because the family's evil. Uh, Shang Chi is. Uh, tried to get away from his super terrorist father with his uh magic ten rings who's been in the family for who knows how many generations um mm -hmm. and for whatever reason he's getting pulled back into that under magical world hmm. but it's gonna be a and not sci-fi uh kung fu movie basically yeah i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing movie. what they do with the 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 uh, fighting scenes in there. I'm a big fan of Kung Fu movies. With, yeah, with Marvel special, with Disney level <laughs> special effects. I'm, yeah. I am all in for Shang Chi. Now, I thought I saw in one of the trailers that they had the the monk that we were talking about in Spider Man that was warning um, Doctor uh, Strange not to do that spell. I thought I saw Wong? that he was Wong. I also thought I saw Wong in one of the uh, Shang Chi trailers. Um, uh, Wong could yeah. be in every Marvel movie. I, yeah, I don't care. I like Wong. Yeah, I just I just thought that was an interesting uh, tie-in, and I'm curious to see how that goes. And who knows, maybe when Wong was going off screen in the Spider-Man one, maybe that's where he was going. I don't I don't know. I but hope not, because it looked like in the Spider-Man one, he was going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe this is his vacation. I don't know. If you had a I thought he was going on vacation. If you had a multiverse of Wongs, would every two Wongs make a right? <laughs> And there's your, your joke for the evening, folks. <laughs> Seth, is, Seth is departing the basement. Seth is going to get a weapon. Oh, he's going to wall. get a lightsaber. <laughs> you can turn it on. It does work. Oh, geez. He's going to behead me. Oh, Seth, I take it back. You're not sorry. Awesome. In that. You're not sorry at all. <laughs> That's what makes it the worst. Well, I thought it was right for something 
No. It's gonna be oh. in, yeah, Wong is going to be in uh, Shang-Chi. Fun! Mm-hmm. Which means it'll be kind of related to whatever's going on in Spider-Man and Spider-Man is... Or, yeah, uh, I just don't see them leaving that out because they're usually good about those kind of tie-ins to continue to make things a little bit complicated where you have to watch things in order, which I won't go too much into a rant on right now. No, uh, the world building is, is almost out of control. Like, I hope they can keep it together and not just get people to the point where they give up trying to keep up. Well, I mean, this is what happens in actual comics. Like, they just end up rebooting things every. And I am glad that we're not seeing a reboot because I don't want to see. I'm a fan of DC, but I don't want to see what happens going down the road of DC where you just keep rebooting it and you keep rebooting it and then you keep rebooting it. I don't want to see that. So. Uh, but I, I am a fan. They do it very well. So um, I just hope at some point there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. So, but uh, what are some of the other things we're looking I forward mean, to? I mean, to finally get away from Marvel, uh, I had brought up in one of our last podcasts on Nerd News that I was ready to have like my, my fantasy film, like some type of wizard magic world epic come because we're getting a lot of sci-fi and we're getting horror and things like that. Uh, I mean, and I had completely forgot about the Amazon Lord of the Rings. But that's not coming out till 2022, which sucks. Um, kind of something to tide me over. The Witcher, uh, Nightmare of the Wolf, I've started that. And I've been impressed with that so much. It looks like the same animators who did Castlevania. Um, and I, I really like that style. It, it's almost a more modern twist on what Aeon Flux used to be a little bit. Yeah. And that's already out. That on MTV? That's out. The first yeah. season. The, the oh. it's a it's an animation and mm-hmm. it's the nightmare of the wolf and it gets into uh, the mentor kind of like the 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 prequel of how the Witcher started, which I love a good mythology. So huzzah! Um, but so outside this- of those things and the Witcher coming in December, there's still really not any big fantasy epics. Um, well, I guess they all have made Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, which they're starting to release more production of, but I'm kind of holding back judgment um, because some of what I'm initially reading, I'm not, I'm waiting to see to see if they really got into the heart of what the series is about, because I love the books. I read all of the books. Hmm. So what's The Wheel of Time about in a nutshell, if you can summarize it? <laughs> so in a fantasy world, uh, Basically, in this world, there are those who can do magic. And it's kind of a yin and yang, um, where women can do one kind of magic and men could do another. Mm. The unfortunate thing is sometime many centuries ago, uh, one man went too far and poisoned the magic of the men, of the males, uh, with by touching the dark side too much, brought in the chaos. And so now any male born who has who is able to tap the male magic goes insane and they can literally destroy mountains and civilization. So Mm -hmm. all of these men, if they are found to have magic are rounded up by the female magic users to basically either turn off their magic or to basically be killed because they're Mm -hmm. afraid that the dragon reborn will come and in the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Interesting. That, that is a good summation for a what 12 book series where the book length is minimum 500 pages wow 
Oh, yeah. that's pretty, uh, yeah. Pretty involved. Well, no, that'll be fun. Mass castration is always fun, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Huh? You must have gone to a different it's church. It's magical castration, basically. <laughs> I think I think Charles belonged to a different religious denomination than I did. I never went to a mass castration. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Someone, I want to go to someone court. else's house next week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like those you. are, but outside of that, I mean, I'm still kind of bummed out the lack of more great fantasy epics. Yeah. yeah I, I think people are warming up to it, though. Um, are they going to be TV definitely... series, though? They're not movies. No, yeah, right. Um, so I think I think it's all right. We'll start to see more. Um, Are they still is uh, the waters right now? Yeah, is HBO still pursuing any of like those Game of Thrones prequels that they had discussed? I don't know. I I I, I don't know if all that just kind of stopped because of everything going on right now that it just wasn't worth it. Right. Um, so, but it, as far as I knew, I mean, they made so much money on Game of Thrones that uh there's no reason for them not to even if it flops yeah like there's just it'd be well, dumb not to if you have the content or you, you have the the will to do it just do it they've, so they've been hiring people and it's going to be called mm -hmm. house of the dragon because it's a prequel on the the house targaryen oh interesting um, okay so they are starting at least yeah i mean they've got it looks like so they've already casted patty considine as king viserys um olivia cook as alicent hightower like these are kind of going back to the root beginnings of the seven kingdoms um they've cast the princess uh rhaenyra i think that's how they said the name it's hard when you've only read the name you yeah. haven't heard it out loud <laughs> um mm. targaryen and matt smith as prince damon targaryen huh well, that'll so, be fun. I'll be oh yeah, no, that. they've got a lot. It looks like they've got a lot of people cast. Yeah, it looks like uh, they're shooting for January 2022. So wow, that's coming. I mean, no, I that's not coming fast at all. It, that's a year and a half away. It. Yeah, it just hasn't been a headline, and, and maybe people just expected as soon as Game of Thrones was over that they'd already been working on it. But I, I mean, nobody's talking about it right now, though. January well, of 2022 is only six months away. Yeah. Yeah, so right, I, right. I don't know how they yeah. pull that off, but huh? I mean, right. now I, I mean, some articles just say it's scheduled 2022. I saw one that said January 1, 2022, and maybe that was an early what they thought they would do as a release date. No. I don't see that happening realistically, so it could be you know late 2022 at the end of the day. Like everything else, it's been moved over the past year. So. Sure. So Jenna, I, I I think that to your point about there being not many like there's series but not many movies i think fantasy uh high fantasy specifically just might lend itself better to a longer format and that's fair especially if you've got to explain things like magic and and world building and world building and a deep mythology behind things whereas most sci-fis you can generally jump in and there's not a deep mythology and stuff is just like laser guns, pew, pew. Except Dune, which is going to be a two-parter, which is something I am looking forward to. Um, well, yeah, so it is I kind think, of a fantasy sci-fi mix. Yeah, I think 
there's a commitment that, that needs to be made and you don't get that commitment in a lot of fantasy movies to do multi-part movies. Um, that's why you don't see a lot of Lord of the Rings or anything like that. You end up with a lot of series. I, th- I think the, I think the multi-part series uh, doing seasons or something, is just easier for them to handle as opposed to a commitment on a, on a bigger film that needs to hit like a main screen, uh, you know, uh, the big screen mm-hmm. on a theater. So um, I, I, for one, have always generally enjoyed uh, series uh, when it comes to fantasy uh, more than movies, just because in the movies, I'll see them, you know, do this world building and, and build out something that's pretty good and then not do a sequel or something like that because not enough people want to see it or it just didn't make much enough money for the box office. Whereas we live in a day and age now where you don't need to do it for the big screen. You could technically do a bunch of movies directly to Netflix or HBO. We are seeing more of that. So I, I do expect to see more. Um, and I think we're just now getting to that age where that's just going to be a norm. I mean, I just don't want them to... The thing about fantasy and movies is you generally got the good graphics. Like I think of Dragonheart, Lord of the Rings. Like there is much more money into the graphics than series traditionally. Mm-hmm. as graphics uh, and special effects have gotten easier and cheaper. Uh, I think I'm kind of on board with you that as long as they can have the acting quality, like you saw with um, Game of Thrones and the special effects qualities, then I'm then it, I can live with it, the series. I yeah, just, I think, you know, I think I'm ready for more. There, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want more too. I, I'd rather have like 60% of my online library available to be more of that content. And I think I think we're gonna see more of that with the likes of you know, look at look at how well they did they did with the Mandalorian. Look how well, uh, like you mentioned, with Game of Thrones. Those are actually really high quality. And I would even argue most of the things I've seen lately have been generally high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, I'm looking forward on on you know for Disney's side. If you guys watched any of the uh, Bill recommended when during the Mandalorian, they have all these extra features that you can watch after that. And they covered something new that they developed uh, as far as that gigantic stage screen, right? Yeah. Um, when you start seeing, um, you know, I'll call it next gen for lack of a, a better phrase right now. When you see like ne- next gen technologies like that, that gets adopted by a lot of other companies. It starts to become easier to make that higher quality content. It was awesome how they did the Mandalorian that way. Where you the could volume tell- is what it was called. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. So when you get that, I think we start to see uh, more adoption in that area. So I'm, I'm looking forward to people maybe readdressing projects they didn't think were going to be feasible before that are now more easily able to be done just because that technology is not there. And they've been forced to have to adapt with releasing a lot more content in different ways now uh, over the last couple of years. So I, I think we'll see more. I, I would bet within five years, we start to see more in a lot of different categories, especially with you know, Netflix having contracts expired and things like that, Bill, that, that, that you mentioned uh, yeah. that we should talk about today. So, yeah. And, and so I guess to, to dovetail on that. Um, so uh, there was an announcement that um, all of, well, most of the Star Trek series that are currently on Netflix uh-huh. now, uh, that uh, contract that they have with Paramount to be able to show um, all those Star Trek uh, series uh, expires the end of September. And it's not being renewed because obviously Paramount Plus now has its own streaming service. And so they want to pull all of that um, owned 
um, IP, intellectual property content, back in-house so that you have to go to Paramount Plus if you want to watch that. And uh, so the only uh, two series that are exempted from the September 30th deadline right now are Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, but as those contracts expire, those two will get pulled back uh, into Paramount Plus. So if you want to watch Star Trek at some point, I think uh, other than paying to buy the episodes on something like Amazon, you will have to go to Paramount Plus and, and have a, a streaming subscription to watch it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think other, um, other streaming services are doing the same thing. Everybody's trying to consolidate their content and the stuff that they own that maybe they had leased out to other sites to stream for them. Now they want to pull back in-house and make them the destination you have to go to to get that content. And yeah. we've talked about in the past about all these various streaming services out there and how you manage all those streaming services. If there's content that you want to get, you know, you got to try to jump on there and stream stuff fast within like a month. So you can end that service and then start up another service and go watch that content. It's really not hard, Bill. I don't know. It seems kind of difficult. No, me. it's a huge hassle. And it is. like, I don't think a lot of people want to keep throwing their information out any more than it already is. They right. don't. And so with that content, you know, for those libraries that, you know, dry up for lack of a, you know, better way to say that as far as yeah. the content, when it goes somewhere else, I think that's where you start to see Jenna to, to some of the things you want to see more of. I think they have to start finding ways to fill that gap. So I think we'll start seeing more of that content and it has to be good quality. Otherwise people will leave uh, those platforms if, it, if yeah. it's not good. So, and, you know, I have to wonder um, how that's going to affect um, the marketing of, you know, toys and things like that. I mean, if um, at some point in the future, you can only see Star Trek by going to Paramount, um, how to how do new people get exposed to that franchise if they don't have that subscription, right? I, I do uh, think that's a drawback. I do. Yeah. No, I think that's what's going to help them. They're going to put out more merchandise to draw because the kids then want to see the TV show. The toys are, are around. Are they going to slap a Paramount out. logo on their toys? Why not? Uh, well... Maybe it comes with a free yeah. three month membership or yeah. Or a one month membership, scan the code yep. to get a free month of Disney yeah. plus. Guys, they're gonna really small print, only one per customer. Yeah. Somebody uh, type that up and let them know the galactic driftwood came up with it first. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's totally that. our idea. Yeah. Well, so here, here's the, the uh, question <laughs> then at some point, if, if people are, are going to be managing their subscriptions like this and you've got all these services out there, you've got the, the Peacock, right? You've got uh, um, Paramount, Plus, Paramount Netflix, Plus, Amazon, Disney, all of that. Disney. At some point, some of these services are probably not going to be able to sustain the cost of having that streaming service for the number of customers they have. And so... What do you guys think? At some point, are services going to drop out or maybe consolidate? Oh, yeah. um, I can see consolidation. Yeah. Because um, right now you have Disney, ESPN, Hulu, and National Nat Geo. Um, I think is a bundle that you can stream across theirs. Uh, yeah, you do see bundles, partnerships uh, yeah. to keep each other alive. So I, I, 
I don't know. I almost feel like it's going to be the cable companies reborn, but in some kind of weird online subscription model. And we'll all be back to, we just want to get the one thing that we want and we have to buy everything in a bundle going forward. Right. Uh, actually really having to buy happen. Yeah. Netflix plus Disney in the future. Like it has to be Netflix, Netflix plus some other subscription that you pick that you pick. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I can see that. So um, I, I really like the current thing because right now they're all competing with each other, which yeah, means they won't last. It, it keeps prices low. Plus, they're competing to make the best content they can make. Yeah. So we that, get that we are we are in a weird golden area where it's fastest to the bottom of the subscription cost uh, while upping the content. That's rare. Yeah. Normally, you get normally you get crap content for crap costs. Uh, but they can't do that because they're vying for our business. Um, it's just, I don't see it being sustainable yeah. to Bill's point. So let me ask this question then of you, of you guys, how many subscription services, streaming services, let's just talk about video. Do you currently subscribe we've, to? We've, we've talked about this before. Yeah, but I, it's been a while. Um, right? I'm about yeah. to actually dump a lot of mine because right now I've got Hulu, Shutter, ESPN, Disney Plus, Netflix, and HBO Max, and I'm about to get rid of probably the Hulu, the Shutter, um, the maybe the ESPN, uh, and keep the Fight Pass and Netflix and the HBO. Like I just don't have enough time to make it worth it. Like when you sure. combine all that together, I'm spending uh, well, at least a couple hundred a year. Yeah, as content right. I can barely have time to get to. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm about at the point. I'm I'm. The beginning of every month, I'm going to, uh, when I pay my bills, I'm going to go through my subscriptions subscriptions and cancel a few out. Yeah. When, uh, did, we, when did we get so cheap? Do we not remember cable bills? <laughs> well, we never yeah, liked cable bills. I don't want to duplicate I'm just giving that. you guys a hard time. <laughs> how, many, how many streaming services have you got, Chris? Yeah, so I've got uh, Prime. I really don't include that because that's just like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I have yeah. Prime too. Prime is yeah, just Prime, Netflix. Get. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow, I'm actually starting to forget. Well, here's my issue, right? I actually share services with family. Right. No, you don't. So there's no legal liability there. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I have a, you can share services within a family. I have a big family, okay? Yeah. Um, we also pay for Disney Plus, and then the rest are just kind of under an umbrella of uh, family members. So, like Hulu, CBS, but I have access to almost all of them. Yeah. Um, and I pay for HBO now. Uh, I don't, I don't, HBO now, I almost dropped a lot of times. Uh, it used to be like HBO Go <laughs> and it became like HBO Now or whatever, but um, I only had that for the longest time for Game of Thrones. And then when yeah. Game of Thrones was over, there was literally probably a three or four month, three or four month period where I didn't watch any of it. Um, so I made an effort to go back and start watching more of the movies on there now. But now that there's a lot of direct to HBO, then also in the theater, like simultaneous releases, yeah. I don't really have a reason to get rid of it because I am getting the content that I want to watch uh, without having to go to the theater uh, in today's day and age. So I'm, I'm holding on to HBO now, but it's still cheap enough to where I'm not complaining about it uh, for me, just because I used to pay that cable bill. So yeah. like when I think about that, I'm like, I'm still way lower. However, it does pile on, right? If, if yeah. I was paying for all those services myself, you quickly get up to this tier of like, oh, well, that's a, 
that's a uh, cable bill that's on a you know one year promotion kind of thing you know right. where I all the stuff on TV yeah. but um probably the, the service I'm most frustrated with in general is any service that we're paying for that we're still getting ads yeah, um, yeah. I know that that's Hulu for a large part um I think uh, CBS uh, a couple other ones are still really ad driven and that's the one thing I appreciate more for your your Disney and your Netflix where you're paying that same price but you're not having to deal with the ads mm-hmm. and I think that'll be maybe the next thing to either have to go or they'll find a pricing model where they cut out ads altogether but the ads are just so bad well, you, you can get day. Hulu without ads you, you can but again keeping that price low don't don't mm-hmm. pay for the higher tier because you're getting the same thing you just have to deal with annoying ads yeah, yeah you have to. Every whenever I'm given an option to pay to replace ads, I'll take that because I mean I do it with my uh, I I have the YouTube family subscription yeah. and uh, the premium or whatever, and I don't watch ads ever. Like I see people watch ads on YouTube, I'm like, why are you torturing yourself? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've got Netflix, Hulu, uh, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Apple, and Funimation. What? I thought you had Apple too. We do have Apple, but it's not like we pay for it. Like, yeah, I have Apple just, too, and they just give it out for free. Yeah, so. it's just something we got with our phones when we got it last year. Yep. So, so when that changes, are you going to subscribe to Apple? Not unless they've got a reason to, and if they do, we might consider dropping something for a while. Yeah, I would be the same boat. Like I might switch out HBO for Apple or something because Apple does have series or content that i actually want to watch yeah and i I just never get to it yeah the foundation Um, series yeah that foundation series is coming out in september yeah i I, i've not yet sat down to see what apple's been doing with their content i hear great things uh but it's hard to tell if that's just the apple marketing machine or whatever and is that content good however like I'm, i'm seeing great things and it's the one thing that i have for free right now that I can't get to. So I think that's another challenge that these subscription services are going to have to work out is overload, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have too many things to watch. We can't get to your shows. I have no idea who's watching Apple shows. Seth, you've, right. you've had it for free. Are you watching anything on there? Uh, I think Katie watched Servant on there, which is yeah, a horror show. Hmm. Yeah. But I haven't watched anything. Like yeah. I've been I curious about that space show that they have. What was the space race show? Oh, um, yeah, it's the the 1960s and it's um, race to the moon with the so it's kind of an alternate uh, timeline where you know we're uh, competing with the Soviets to get to the moon, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in terms of like streaming options that I get the most value out of, it's mm-hmm. Netflix, Hulu. And Funimation are probably the three that I get the most value out of in terms and of And Funimation podcasts. just bought Country Roll, so it should get even better. Yeah, thank uh, you for that good news, that Jenna. purchase happened, like, last year. It was just not finalized until recently, but yeah. Hmm. Right. Um, no, I mean, but that's... I could always use... Because I'm, I'm a subscriber to Crunchyroll. I've known for a while, but... Um, right. I actually, when I saw that news, I was like, why is this new news? I didn't realize it took them that long to finalize it. And August 9th is when it was completed. Like, yeah, the billions of dollars uh, to get that uh, acquired. But I've been a Crunchyroll uh, member for like 15 years. Yeah, I, I was on Crunchyroll for quite a while until yeah. I kind of hit a 
phase of my life where I couldn't re- read my anime anymore. Yeah, I want to say I know that makes me like... a filthy, filthy heathen, heathen to several potential uh, <laughs> listeners, but I can't, yeah. I can't read and program at the same time, people. Yeah. I can't read the TV and program. <laughs> I can listen. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We just, uh, I just dropped, um, we had Peacock because we were watching that Resident Alien. Mm-hmm. And then we also got hooked on uh, Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. And we watched that series. And I guess season four, that's going to be coming out at some point. But other than that, we're not really watching it. So we dropped that and uh, realized we hadn't really been watching HBO Max. So I canceled that. And they're already sending me, hey, we want you to come back uh, notices. So uh, maybe I'll wait, see if they send me a deal to come back. I'll bet they will. Yeah. Like that happened when I first left uh paramount plus because mm. they gave it to me for another three months for five dollars i'm like okay yeah. that was fine okay. yeah <laughs> right right yeah so i don't know do you think uh do you think that all of this concept content being consolidated within these streaming domains is going to uh maybe prompt uh, more people to hoist the jolly roger and try to get content without I having f- to pay I think as long as they keep the, like, because it's all a question of convenience versus cost. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they can keep their cost low enough that it's way more convenient for them to just sign up and pay for a month yeah. than it is for them to find a reliable yeah. place but- on the internet that won't riddle their computer with viruses to see an episode of something the new game of thrones series then yeah, right. people will go with what's easier and more convenient and quicker yeah and i would pirating, say it's it's also a, I, I think a maybe an equation that's working in their benefit is the increasing amount of internet users that there are every year um as it becomes more accessible to people it may not be the fastest in the world but i mean internet access is becoming a thing of trying to make available for you know, everyone globally, that's that's more users that can consume your content. So there's really no incentive to drive prices up either. Uh, there's incentive to drive prices down to, to collect more of those people um, that, that can afford to, to pay a few bucks a month. Um, it, it's no longer about collecting as much as you can from as few customers. It's about getting as many customers as you can, you know, and drive that price down because you're going to make a ton of money either way. Because uh, your, your base just continues to grow every every year or so, whatever, as more people get access. But here's yeah. the thing, what's been working in their favor is this pandemic and now the Delta variant. When, when all of this stuff finally stops being as much of an issue and people go outside because they want to socialize, because you saw a glimpse of that, like viewership dropped dramatically when the vaccine yeah. came out in summer. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think that causes a, a spike that doesn't look normal if you look at their trends. But think of it, think of it this way. When when you've ever been driving across town and you're like, wow, another apartment complex just came up. Yeah. You know, another building for this or that just came up and there's another 200 people living there. That's another 200 people that could be subscribing to Netflix. I, I look around all the time and I, you know, we've had three or four apartment complexes added, added around Bellevue. I've seen them out in West Omaha, uh, all the new homes, like that's growing. Those are all customers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whoever can tack on to their uh, monthly bill of, you know, five bucks or 10 bucks, those are all going to be people that, that add on to the service. So um, I, I think, yeah, there's a lot more people that signed up over the last, you know, couple of years 
Um, but I, I think that trend overall, if we look beyond pre-COVID, we're going to find that, um, uh, you know, it's been steadily increasing and the prices have been going down. And I think it's just because the customers, there are more customers available than there ever have been before. Yeah. And each one of these networks is going to want to have that, always have that one show that Yep. people are talking about or is coming up on facebook yeah. in shares and yeah, in you got to get that exclusive and know, as long and to like bill's point about piracy as long as it's easier to sign up for a month yep, than sure. it is for them to go because you sign up you pay and you're streaming it inside 30 seconds right as long as that's the case I think oh. I don't think you're going to have as big a problem with piracy as you did when, say, Game of Thrones first came out, right. and it was impossible to get yeah. anywhere but through. Oh, you know what series I remember people pirating a lot? True Blood. Yeah, True Blood early on was one of those as well. Same thing, like yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the most pirated book of all time, or books of all time, were the Harry Potter books, uh, because. For the longest time, uh, J.K. Rowling refused to actually publish them as ebooks, mm. and so people, the, your only option was to pirate it if you wanted to read it in an ebook form. Mm. And so they lost millions and millions and millions of dollars because of that one stupid decision. Mm -hmm. Yep, don't right. fight it; just let it happen. Lean <laughs> <laughs> back and think of England. Let it happen. Let it happen. All right. Well, we probably uh, ought to wrap it up here. I think we've been going for about 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, Charles, any is other there anything else you're looking shows? forward to that's coming up? Yeah, what The mean? Witcher 2. <laughs> yeah. Anything without magic, right? Yeah, The Witcher. No more magic classes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was sex magic in those classes. That was good, right? Come on. Well, oh no, the Witcher, the Witcher, you know, because they I don't know if you remember the magic class scene, but um they 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 show them they're they're working uh what was it the magic wand and then the flowers die. Yeah. And they're making the wand, you know. And I just remember going that if I was a teenager and um you know I could without touching it work the magic wand and flowers would die that um we'd probably be saying goodbye to the rainforest <laughs> and, you'd, and you'd have to rename it winter is coming, winter's coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right with all that right. <laughs> there's my opinion of the witcher <laughs> <laughs> all right all right. Well, folks, thank you for joining watching another episode. We hope we'll see you next time where we'll have some more interesting discussion. In the meantime, check us out on galacticdriftwood.space or on synergynation.net along with some of our uh, brother and sister shows. Yes. And uh, take care. Have a good week. And we'll see you in about seven days. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty then. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>